Longtime Baltimore sportscaster and author, Ted Patterson, has died at the age of 76. Patterson, who started at WBAL in 1973, is credited with hosting Baltimore's first regularly scheduled sports talk show. Our friend John Patty of WBAL Radio shared with us the following two tapes. Ted interviewing Jackie Robinson in 1971, and John discussing that interview with Ted in 2013. Enjoy. Back in 1947, when Jackie Robinson broke into baseball, there was a magazine that hit the stands called Sport Magazine. And uh, magazines on sport haven't been too successful on a continuing basis, but this one lasted 25 years. And the man of the 25 years is none other than Jack Robinson. And Jack, uh, this must be a great honor for you, considering that a lot of times magazines and people tend to remember the recent things, but you've been out of the game now for over 10 years. Well, it is a tremendous honor, and I think a great deal of credit must go to Sport Magazine and its editors for uh, recognizing an achievement that doesn't relate perhaps to an individual. Uh, the most significant award to me uh, signifies the fact that um, there was a, uh, an accomplishment that required a Mr. Ricky baseball fans, baseball players other than myself. And, and I think it's uh, a wonderful kind of a thing to see sport recognize this achievement rather than these abilities of all these other tremendous athletes who are at the luncheon today, and they certainly, any one of them could have been recognized as the outstanding athlete of the uh, quarter century, but to recognize an achievement to me is something that I'll always be grateful for. To see you out there on a baseball diamond, uh, you didn't look the part of, say, a Jim Brown as far as physique, but you tried harder, and this is probably something that uh, a lot of athletes that don't have the great physical attributes could uh, make it on. Well, I've always been an athlete who felt that you had to give 100% all the time. There were certainly many times that I was out there on sheer courage and guts alone because of incidents that were happening, but we had a great bunch of guys that I work with, and I think when you um, deal with the kind of guys like we did on the Brooklyn Baseball Club, they add incentive to whatever you're attempting to do. So uh, all of this uh, adds to uh, the significance of this award when you had teammates like I did. and, and uh, Knowing what they did and what they had to go through makes it all the more meaningful. Your achievement is one that uh, not every uh, Negro boy could have done. Uh, you took an awful lot. Uh, did Mr. Ricky research this before he brought you onto the scene and said you're the one that's going to embark on uh, the trailblazing of uh, the color line in baseball? Well, according to the reports that I have from Mr. Ricky, he had scouted Latin American countries and gone out into uh, different uh, areas where blacks were playing, looking for someone that he thought could do the job. And the important thing was, I found later, he was looking for more than just baseball talent because of the kind of problems that he foresaw. And as far as I'm concerned, had it not been for Mr. Bransbrick, it could not have been a success. He continuously called us in to give us the kind of guidance and counseling that was necessary and enabled me to be prepared for any eventuality. And I believe very frankly that with Mr. Ricky and my wife and the kind of encouragement I got from fellows on my own ball club, uh, it made it possible. And, and I just don't believe that had it not been for these, these combinations, that the first couple of years could have been what they were. And it may have taken another 10 years or so to really break the barrier had it not been for the Rickies and the Reeses and the Erskins and the Labines and guys like that who really did a good job and, and had the understanding that was necessary. 25 years later, as you look back, uh, is there still a lot more to be done? Are you satisfied with the growth, or is it lacking in a lot of ways? Oh, it's lacking in a lot of ways. I make my protest by simply saying no to going to old-timers games and by participating in athletics any longer. 
Uh, a lot of people say it doesn't accomplish anything, but on a personal basis, I think it does accomplish something. Um, I just don't believe that, especially baseball, I think basketball has moved along, but baseball, in spite of the fact that they were the first, in spite of the contributions that they made, in spite of the contributions that black athletes are making today, they cannot go to the manager's role, they can't go to the front office, and, and they're just trying to kid people when they talk about the reasons why we don't have any black managers today. In my opinion, it's purely prejudice and bigotry on the parts of club owners who are still wallowing around in the 19th century, unable to see the forest for the trees. For had it not been for a black ball player since Mr. Ricky broke the barrier, I don't know where baseball would have been. Certainly, it wouldn't be in competition with the other two sports who use their black athletes, and if they have the ability, they do get a chance in most instances to go on, especially in basketball. The Negro Leagues went through so many years without being recognized. Satchel Page is now a full-fledged Hall of Fame member. Is this a step in the right direction? Yes, and I think the only reason that Satchel Page is in the Hall of Fame is because Willie Mays spoke out. I remember speaking out saying it wasn't right. Well, I sincerely believe that had Willie Mays and Hank Aaron not spoken out against it, it would not have happened because if I was one of the few, again, standing out against these kinds of prejudices and bigotries as I saw them, the results would have been basically the same. There he goes again yelling and not, you know, and really the only guy or one of the few speaking out. But today, it's great to see the Bill Russells and the Kareem Jabars standing up for their blackness and proud of their blackness. And I think this is the thing that America has to understand. These guys are saying to the world, we're proud of what we are. You've got to recognize that. If you don't give us the credit, then there's not anything you can do to change the way we feel. And I think that if we would only just take a page out of baseball's book in the early days when we as a team worked together, if we did this as a nation, we'd be much further along making this the kind of land that we want it to be. But until we do, we're going to have the frustrations, the problems that we've had in a long, for a long, long time. As a matter of fact, it could very well get worse. Jackie, to sum up, have you read or gotten a chance to look at Roger Kahn's book, The Boys of Summer? I certainly have. And, uh, of course, being uh, part of it, and looking at some of the stories, I'm particularly proud of Carl Erskine. Carl and I have always been pretty good friends, but the things that he had to say in that book about the early days and how he felt about not being able to do anything about the conditions under which we had to live in was very impressive to me. But it's Carl Erskine. Carl had an understanding, the likes that I'd never seen about what was going on. And I just am proud that our friendship has carried on. On the day set aside to honor Jackie Robinson, we have found... An old tape in Baltimore that was recorded and interviewed by Baltimore broadcaster and author Ted Patterson. Ted joins us now. Ted, this is quite a relic that you've brought to us here. Uh, it was uh, originally recorded, your interview with Jackie Robinson, 1971, in October of that year. Talk to us about going back and remembering what he said and how relevant it is today. Well, he was awarded. Uh, and the reason I was there, I was uh, with Kurt Gowdy in those days as his ghost. I would... Uh, do interviews and then take my voice off and put Kurt Gaddy's voice in. And Kurt was emceeing the Sport Magazine's uh, man of the first 25 years, uh, and Jackie won out. So there are all these great athletes were there, like uh, Bill Russell and Johnny Unitas and on down the line. But uh, Jackie was the man, and rightfully so, because he had so much to do almost with off the field as on the field in being the trailblazer. And I consider it one of the great thrills of my life to meet him to meet him and actually to interview him and uh, to talk to him. As he accepted that honor, he uh, paid tribute to some of his teammates on the Brooklyn Dodgers in the late 40s, and he also said that uh, a select few of them really understood what was going on in baseball with the Jackie Robinson matter. 
Yeah, they weren't brilliant scientists or nuclear medicine guys or anything. They were ball players. And uh, Pee Wee Reese, of course, being from Louisville, he made gestures. And also Carl Erskine, who was a 20-game winner on the team in the early 50s. And uh, I think more than anybody, uh, he summed Jackie's whole reason for being there uh, up. Now, in 1971, when you interviewed Jackie, he said that progress was still lacking in a lot of ways with racial relations in this country. Explain that. Well, there still hadn't been a black manager, and he wouldn't go to old-timers games as a protest against that. Uh, He said, I don't want to be hypocritical or two-faced. The fact that Frank Robinson, in 1975, became the first player manager uh, and eventually black manager, uh, unfortunately, Jackie wasn't here to see that. So he passed away about uh, 1972 at a young age. He had a sugar diabetes when you spoke with Jackie Robinson, that was right around the time that The Boys of Summer, the book, had come out. What was his take on that? Uh, that's where he said he actually learned more than he had gone through. He didn't realize some of his teammates, what went, what they were sticking up for him after a while. He had problems with a few of his own teammates. In fact, they got rid of some guys like Dixie Walker just to kind of grease the skids. Dixie was from Dixie, and they weren't... Uh, top-heavy with blacks in those days as far as ones that are making it through life. So uh, it was just a thrill for me to meet him and uh, to talk to him, and I'll never forget it. You had also talked to, I guess about three years ago now, Carl Erskine, uh, uh, one of the teammates of Jackie Robinson, a pitcher for the Brooklyn Dodgers, and he summed up his conversation in what I heard by saying he believes that his race, the white race, learned more than Jackie's black race at that time based on the relations of the, of the Dodgers. Yeah, that's that's his feeling, and he said that uh, he really felt that Jackie had more to do with race relations in this country than Martin Luther King did, because really we're still talking about uh, Jackie Robinson as if it was yesterday, but it was a long time ago, and I'm really anxious to see this new movie because it looks like it's really a period piece the way it should be. He actually made a movie, The Jackie Robinson Story, in around 1950. I've got the uh, big uh, movie poster, and he played himself in the movie. Minor Watson, a character actor, played Branch Rickey, but it, it was not that great of a movie. Great stuff, Ted. Thanks for bringing this interview out of the archives for us. Well, thanks for having it. Thanks. Baltimore yeah. Arthur and Baltimore broadcaster and legend here at <laughs> WBAL, Ted right. Patterson. Thanks, Ted. Okay.